If the end of the NFL season has you down and you're missing your fantasy football, there is no better time to give fantasy basketball a try, and there's no better place than Underdog Fantasy. Sign up today with promo code JNR and receive a deposit match of up to $100. Daily Fantasy is on underdogfantasy.com. Sign up today. Let's play some fantasy basketball. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of the JNR Basketball Podcast. We are back from our all-star break. I hope you had an enjoyable all-star break as well. Before we get into all the details of the all-star game, Ronnie, will you hit us with the news? Yes, sir. So I'm. let's do a little segment here. We'll just do, let's call it like lightning fast news, right? So we've been gone for a while. Jonathan's been a little under the weather, so he took some extra days off. So we got a lot, a lot to get through, and I want to get through it fast, too. So first, Zion had a hamstring setback. Now, he hasn't played since January 2nd. Uh, he's currently being reevaluated. He was, they said they were going to reevaluate him after the All-Star break, so we're currently waiting to see what's going to happen with that. Also, with the follow-up with the Warriors trade, the trade that we talked about before in our podcast with four different teams. So Gary Payton is going to stay with the Warriors. They're not going to decline that trade. And then with his injury, they're going to reevaluate him after a month. So they decided to keep him and not screw up that four-player four trade. So that's good. And then Steph Curry, uh, speaking of the Warriors, he has a leg injury. He's going to be reevaluated re in a week. His leg is making progress, though, so hopefully he'll be back soon. I heard some news that Marcus Aldridge worked out for the Mavs, but he's still a free agent, so they didn't sign him. It's been about a week since he's worked out, so just kind of seeing if he's going to sign with any team, but he's out there. He's a free agent. He's interested. And then Mikael Bridges, he had a game where he scored 45 points on the Nets. Now, this is after he got traded from the Suns to the Nets, right? And it made every Suns fan question the Durant trade. Like They're like, why did we get rid of this amazing player? But he wasn't doing that for the Suns, so everyone just needs to calm down and wait till Durant actually plays. Which will be the the Suns' target for Durant's first game is March 1st. So we will wait for March 1st to see what happens with Durant. And other Suns news, well, used to be Suns news, right? Because Jay Crowder is no longer with us. He went to the Bucks. So Jay Crowder, he may make his debut on the 24th. That'll be tomorrow. We're recording on the 23rd. So he may play his first game for the Bucks tomorrow. We'll see if he does that. It's a game-time decision at this point. Also on Bucks news... Giannis became the all-star, I'm sorry, the all-time assist leader for the Bucks. Now, this was in the game versus the Bulls. Um, this was the last game played before the all-star break, which was also the game where he sprained his wrist. So Giannis is hurting a little bit. We're going to see how long he's out. I don't think he's going to be out for too long because he did check in for the all-star game for about 12 seconds just so he could play in the all-star game. So I don't know what that was about. You know, they had the chance to sub him in for Harden. Harden could have been his sub, but Giannis decided he, he wanted to be part of the All-Star game anyways. All right, and then uh, some other more Bucks news. Bobby Portis from the Bucks will play the role of Earl Lloyd in a film about the first African-American player signed that signed an NBA contract. So let's look at that and uh, more to come on that. That's just uh, brand new news, so that's interesting. Um, also, Westbrook, he signed with the Clippers. So he's, his contract is bought out. He's going to the Clippers, going to pretty much take over as point guard. 
I'm interested to see what's going to happen with that now that John Wall's not with the team as well. Let's see if Westbrook could take over and you know get get the Clippers back right. They were pretty good. They're like fourth in the standings, I believe. So I don't know. That's that's a tough team, I think. Now, also with that, the Bulls will not play Lonzo Ball this season. I've had him on my fantasy team for a while. I just had him on the IR slot, hoping he was going to play this season. They shut him down. He's not coming back this year. But they will replace him with Beverly. Beverly signed with the Bulls after his buyout. So I, no one cares. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know. I just I wonder if Beverly's going to do anything for that team, honestly. Because he was a starter for the Lakers for a good amount of time. But I don't know. Just that's it. So that's all for my, my lightning fast news. Now we're all caught up. And yeah, what do you want to talk about, Jonathan? Do you want to talk about any that's, of these topics? That's any- good. Yeah, no, I, I think you, you touched them all about as long as they need to be touched. I just will say I, I'm kind of surprised that the Utah Jazz did honor that buyout for Russell Westbrook. I yeah. think they would. I thought they were kind of waffling on it. So it is interesting that they did. And now Westbrook is reunited with Paul George. Mm-hmm. And we'll see what that old band can do with yeah, the and Kawhi Leonard they're in fourth place right now yep and Kawhi Leonard well he hasn't played with Kawhi Leonard before so yeah so yeah not a, reunited but yeah reunited, he is with him but yeah, but yeah he is with him but not re-with him yeah if you know what I mean <laughs> exactly right all-star game Ronnie did you watch it I did I watched everything I watched everything did you really I watched everything wow. from the celebrity game up until okay you know what the actual all-star game I started to watch it, but it bored the hell out of me, and I turned it off. <laughs> yeah. So I guess Jason I didn't watch Tatum all of was it. Jason Tatum was the the MVP, I believe. You're correct. I don't know if you saw. Okay. And he scored a ton of points, but everyone scores a ton of points in the All-Star game. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I watched bits and pieces of it. I did not watch any of the actual All-Star game, but I was at a, at a restaurant bar watching bits and pieces of the celebrity game. Okay. And I watched clips of the dunk contest and clips of the three-point contest, so... That's, well, that was my involvement of the All-Star game. Going back to Tatum, so he won MVP after breaking the All-Star scoring record of 55 points. So he scored the most points of any single player, and this makes him pretty much the best All-Star and the best player in the world, right? Because all the best players yes, were there. I, 100%. Yeah. So I think this might help his, his case with winning MVP, too. But So he had the most points. In mm-hmm. the game for all stars, so he's the best. He's on the team that's currently first placed in the East, and actually they have the best record in basketball. Mm-hmm. So it sounds like you're predicting the Celtics are going to win it all. I mean, they're also predicted, um, unlike Jeff Kings and everything, to to be to win and everything with Suns second. So to be, yeah, yeah. Oh, the Suns second. Okay. So yeah, I mean, it looks pretty good for them, right? I mean, they they've been amazing. Jalen Brown, he yeah. broke his face, but he's been... Did you see him with a mask on when the All-Star <laughs> oh, game, too? We, 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 I did not see him with the mask on at the All-Star game. Yeah, but yeah let's, let's, let's stick with the All-Star game. <laughs> no, yeah, he was, he, was, he was playing in the All-Star cases. game. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Wow, interesting. <laughs> he, my okay. wife, my wife you, saw him play, and he was like... She, my wife was like, why is Batman playing basketball? <laughs> I thought that was... Because he's wearing a black mask like Kobe Bryant did that yeah. one time. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Yep. The Kobe mask. I was, well, did you and watch then, the Mac McClung dunks yes okay well one thing on the all-star game too so yes one thing the nuggets let's do it the so the the coach um for the nuggets malone so he was the head coach of the in the all-star game he gave a brutally honest assessment of the nba's game he basically said it was you know it's an it was an honor to be there but he said it was one of the worst games ever (laughs) 
<laughs> he hated it. He just seriously like, and I agree. It's so boring. Like, there's no defense play. The the players are like walking up the court, and it it doesn't matter. Like, God, Jonathan, I I turned on an old All Star game. I went to the 1993 All Star game when there was all the good players. You know, Jordan was wow, in there alone. The yeah. Oh my God, this game was so exciting to watch, and you should have heard the crowd. They're yelling and everything, excited. And they were fighting to win too. I mean, it was it was a good game this '93 series. And then I actually this is in the middle of the 2023 All Star Game. I switched to YouTube and watched it on the '93 game. I switched back to live TV to 2023 one, and it's just like dead quiet and boring as hell. And oh my god, I hated it. <laughs> so do you do you want to guess how many people watched the All Star Game? <laughs> The actual game game. I mean, it probably started with maybe like 6 million people and ended with like 5 people. That's five it. people? Yeah. <laughs> the total viewership was 4.5 million viewers. And right. it is the lowest ever ratings for an all for the NBA All-Star game. Mm. A 27% drop from last year. It which sucks. Which is huge. A quarter less people watched it than last year. Right. It, it, has a, it's just, it just blows my mind. And I think... They're gonna. I think they're gonna revamp it again based off these numbers, right? You can't just keep doing this and hope for the best. But yeah, I mean, I I think you hit the nail right on the head. Right? I don't want to watch it. Yeah. The, the things that were more exciting were, like I said, the, the dunk contest with Mac McClung. So let's yep. let's talk about his dunks. Did you see all of his dunks? Some of his dunks. What what was uh what was your favorite dunk? Let's start with that. Was it Mac McClung's dunk one of your favorites, or did you like one a different uh, one a little so... bit more? I mean, I like, I love the first one. I love the way he started off. I really like the last one too. Um, the second one was was so decent. Gonna, this is this is a podcast, Ron. You're going to have to give us some information on what was what was the first one. So the first one he did he basically just jumped up and he obviously right, and then he yes. He oh, hit the, okay. So he dumped. <laughs> he jumped. <laughs> Have you, the dunk seen, you seen that Got commercial it. with the uh, what's his name that really tall goofy guy? And he's like he bounces a ball, he bounces again, he bounces it. <laughs> you seen that one? Nope. No, oh, okay. You didn't watch enough basketball. Okay. I don't. I, I suck <laughs> at remembering basketball players' names. But it's that really big yes. guy that I like, who was on the Mavs bench forever. The really funny, goofy looking guy. Boban. Big, yeah, Boban. But yeah, it's a really funny commercial. It made my wife laugh too. Anyways, going back to the dunk. So yes, he goes up. The dunk. He taps the ball on the backboard. He, uh, okay, so this and is... then he he actually double taps it, and no wait, did he double? No, he single tapped no, it, no, no. and then there was he, a there was a different dunk where he double pumped. Yeah, yep, he he's tapped it on the backboard, and then he did still did. I don't even remember what he did, but I just remember he touched the backboard first before doing something fantastic, and it was just amazing to so, see this little guy. So he, yes, he he jumped over two people. So they had somebody right. on somebody's shoulders, and the the person on the shoulders was holding the ball up. So he jumped over both of them, grabbed the ball, bumped it against the backboard, and then I, I believe it was a behind the back dunk after that. Right. See, I didn't remember and, all the other stuff before that. Yeah, there was that one guy yeah. squatting, by the way, but like good for him being able to squat that whole time with a good, another guy on his shoulders. Oh yeah, yeah, with another dude on that his guy shoulders, yeah. holds the ball. Yeah, that was amazing, just in itself. But yeah, and then so you see a, that that was a neat dunk. Yeah, yeah, you're like. This is going to be dumb. He's just going to jump over guys. We've seen that before. But the fact that he did that, he jumped over him and hit the backboard and made this awesome dunk. Ah, oh, it was so good. It was a so great way to start the competition. So if you're not familiar with who Mac McClung is, yes, it was great. Mac McClung is a G League player. He is with the Philadelphia 76ers organization. He's like 6'1", 
Mm-hmm. Maybe yep. six two. He has a wingspan of a six one, six two guy. I don't I don't think he's ever going to be relevant in the NBA because he's just kind of a a mediocre player. He's not specific he's not particularly good at defense. He's not particularly good at shooting. He's got really good jumps, mm-hmm. but that's you need more than that to be an NBA player. So it was kind of cool to see him and have this moment, but don't expect to see him starting in the all-star game next year or starting on your on your favorite team next year or anything like that i think he's no Jonathan, gonna i'm be... gonna pick him up on my fantasy team i'm gonna start him right I away knew it. i knew it <laughs> no but you're exactly right though and they he was signed to the philadelphia 76ers like 30 minutes before the the all-star dunk competition you know so oh, was like, he really yeah i mean oh, maybe I not exactly okay. 30 minutes but yeah he just he was signed oh, so funny. that way he could like be in the nba dunk competition yeah but yeah, yeah it was oh, kind of crazy so before this do you, we were talking about this before where we were like, there, there's this G-Leaguer, we didn't know anything about him, and I kind of was saying, you know, I was like, maybe it's a good thing that he's in there, because this is probably all that he's good at, right? So maybe he's going to be good for the competition, but I also wasn't really looking for this dunk competition because I didn't know anybody in here. But they said it on the announcing, too. They He saved the dunk competition. He he made it fun to watch. It you made it fun and great. I think we talked about this last time. I think you need that. You need get some get some YouTube ballers that, that yes. post dunk videos. Get them to go head to head against Trey Murphy and, and some of these other guys because I think they're they'll they'll do some of the more riskier dunks because mm-hmm. they need that clout, that sweet, sweet clicks. Yep. And uh that might make the dunk contest a little bit more entertaining. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, do you want to go any over any other dunks that he did too? Ah, uh, nah. I mean, he did a he did a, a what would it be a seven twenty where he dunked after a five forty rotation. So he jumped yeah. up, spun around one and a half times, dunked it behind his back again, and then did another one eighty rotation on his way down. That was a pretty neat one. Uh, he did this. Was it that was the double pump? I think he did like a double pump windmill or something like that. Yes, that was, was that was also really really good. Amazing. Uh, the one I really liked was actually not. Not the, my favorite dunk, but one that I thought was really creative was where Trey Murphy. Did you see his dunk with Jose Alvarado helping out? Yes, I like that one a lot, actually. Even though I thought that was kind of new because you yeah. didn't know what the heck was happening. But Jose Alvarado did his thing where he hides on the sideline and then came up behind Trey Murphy and stole the ball. Mm-hmm. And it, you know, it was obviously all planned. And then Trey Murphy kind of followed him like a layup, and then it was off the off the backboard bounced and then Trey Murphy slammed it down. So it was a pretty unique dunk, but it wasn't anything special. I mean, we've seen that off the backboard dunk a thousand times. Just the yep. way that they set it up was was unique and, and kind of took advantage of what his teammates known for. So I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, at first when I saw it, I was like, Alvarado, like as soon as he stole the ball, I was like, stupid Alvarado getting out there, like taking his time away. But then it ended up being a dunk, you know? I was like, oh, that was actually cool, you know? They yeah. totally tricked me, so that was pretty neat. <laughs> they tricked um, me too, Ronnie. Yeah, they got both of us. Yeah, and I don't like Alvarado that much, you know, because, you know, we played against him in yeah, the playoffs, yeah. so... <laughs> I know, yeah. <laughs> um, did you see the dunk that was... Oh, who is the guy? Who's from the New York Knicks? Hold on, let me look it up real quick. Oh, yeah, Jericho Sims. The one where he, he stuffed his arm down the net to grab the paper that said had the score 50 on it. Did you see that dunk? I did not see that dunk. Okay, That's... so Jericho Sims for the New York Knicks, like he was his first dunk was he basically did like a two handed dunk and put like both of his elbows where he like put his arms yeah, up to his through. elbows. Yeah, with both of them. But the first that dunk he, he kinda had to like crawl into the rim. He actually didn't do it. The second time he attached the envelope at the bottom of the net. No one knew what was in it, right? I already spoiled it. 
And then his the thing <laughs> that he was trying to do was he was trying to dunk his whole arm in the net. And then I think he was going to grab it with his hands, like, through the net. But his hand got caught, like, in the net. So he ended up, like, kind of, like, mm. pulling himself and everything. But anyways, my whole point of bringing this up is that if you look at the crowd's reaction to this dunk compared to Mac McClum's, it was so funny. Because, by the way, this guy's 6'9". He's all super tall and everything. Yeah. Dude, there was no reaction to the crowd at all. Like, he pulls out this 50, does a dunk and everything, opens up the envelope. Everyone is just, like, not moving at all. But then you look at <laughs> McClung's dunk, and everyone's cheering and jumping and just going crazy and everything. So it's it's crazy to see the crowd's, re- like, different reactions, they love, too. Everyone loves an underdog story, and, and Mac McClung is the underdog. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah. It, he definitely needed to win. There, He could have... I almost feel bad for anyone else that was really trying to do, like, creative dunks because... From the get-go with his first dunk, you, you pretty much knew, yeah, this guy's going to win. They're going to give it to him no matter what because yep. he's he's trying trying new stuff. Yeah, it was really cool. I just hope that the momentum momentum continues in the dunk competition and we continue to see stuff yeah, like this. I better. still would like yep. to see bigger names in there, like I said before, like John Morant and you know players like that. But if they're going to bring players like this guy, like you know, just out of the G League, I'm okay with that too. Yeah, they have bigger name players in the three-point competition, uh, which was won. I'll go ahead and spoil that for you if you haven't seen it. Damian Lillard wins the three-point contest. Uh, and Damian Lillard is is a big name, right? Mm-hmm. There's no there's no doubt about it. But what was weird to me is so they, the, Sierra Mist. Are you familiar with the drink Sierra Mist? I love that. Well, it's, it's gone. It, what? It's been discontinued. Are you serious? It's, are you serious? You didn't know that? That was the How whole long thing. ago? Yeah. Like just recently, oh, it's man. been replaced by a drink called Starry, which I think is probably exactly the same. Okay, they're just rebranding Sierra Mist as Starry. I'm so okay it was with that. the Starry three point contest, and they're doing is like a Starry night. And because it was you know promoted by them and sponsored by them, if a certain player, any player, scored thirty or more points in a round, and they hit both of the Starry night shots then Starry would donate $300,000 to the NBA Foundation. So oh. Tyrese Halliburton is the only player that did that. He he hit 31 points in an earlier round, triggering the $300,000 donation. So Starry has donated three hundred k to the NBA Foundation by way of Tyrese Halliburton, who did not win the three-point contest because Damian Lillard beat him in the later rounds. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's, that, that's, as Forrest Gump would say, that's all I have to say about that. <laughs> Yeah, what would you think about the three-point competition? I thought it was really good, though. I, I, I mean, yeah, I like the deeper shot. I thought that was a nice little addition, and that was worth more points. Yeah. It's weird that I, even though I watched it, I had no idea that that was the whole point of, like, they, I yeah. the, about the drink and everything. I, that was horrible advertising. Obviously, I wasn't paying attention to that part. They paid so. a lot of money for that. So, yeah, yeah. there you go. Starry, you, you need to consult R- Ronnie for your uh, advertising needs. <laughs> Um, my my uh, brother-in-law, he placed like $200 on, who is the home guy? Uh, Tyrese Halliburton, I think, right? Nope, he yep. was. Yep. Oh, it was? No, he's from the Pacers. Yep. He's who, from the Pacers. Yeah, who is the guy, the home guy from Utah? I forget his name, but whoever uh, it was. Laurie Market, Markkinen? Yeah, Markkinen, yes. contest? So okay. we, we were talking about it before the game started, and we're like, he, he'll probably win because that's a home crowd, and he'll have them behind yeah. him. And he is a really good three-point shooter, so we picked him to win. And he lost two hundred dollars on his FanDuel bet or whatever it was. <laughs> so, oh, geez, please, please bet responsibly. We, yeah. <laughs> so that was kind of crazy, but yeah, it was a it was a good competition. Dame surprised me. I didn't think he was going to win, even though he's super good. I just there's a lot of guys out there that I I thought were going to take it instead of him. So. 
So we had a question on the JNR fan line, and I'm going to read it to you verbatim, Ronnie, and I want your knee-jerk reaction. Ready? All Are right. you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. If, if LeBron played in the 90s, does he beat the record? And the record in this case is the scoring record. Mm, I don't think so. Because they played such, such amazing defense back then, right? The defense is completely different to how the game's played sure. right now. Yeah. I don't think LeBron would last. I think he would get hurt. I mean, if he's already managing his minutes right now with the how easy the game is nowadays, I don't think he would last this, this 20 years that he's been playing for. But what do you think? So here's an interesting take, and I, I want to explore it a little bit. I don't think he beats Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's scoring record. I think he beats Michael Jordan's scoring record because I think Michael Jordan passes Kareem if LeBron plays in the 90s because now MJ sees somebody who's worthy of competing with him. He doesn't leave to go play baseball and miss all that time, and yeah. he becomes a scoring record. But eventually LeBron does overtake him as well. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, so I, I like pulled that up take. some numbers on that. Yeah, I pulled up some numbers on that because I was curious. So Michael Jordan played 15 seasons in the NBA. Of those 15 seasons, 30 of those seasons, he I'm sorry, 13 of those seasons, he played over 60 games for a total of 1,072 games, averaging 30 points per game. Nice. By contrast, right now, LeBron has played 20 seasons. He has played, uh, of those, 17 seasons have been over 60 or more games. So he actually hasn't missed as much time as I thought when I pulled those numbers up. Mm -hmm. But overall, 1,411 games, averaging 27 points per game. So MJ has the better points per game over his career, but said he took that time off and I think he took that time off because he just he wasn't challenged he was it was too easy for him it became easy to win in yeah. the NBA for Michael Jordan but if you have somebody that is as talented as LeBron was and now maybe you're not winning the championship three times in a row maybe whatever team he's on wins it one year so now you have a, a, a you know a, a Magic Johnson Larry Bird sort of rivalry and I think that keeps MJ more engaged in the NBA keeps him hungry, keeps him fighting, and he is the one that ultimately breaks Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's record. Interesting. So I was thinking about it like where, let's say if LeBron James was on that Mike, Michael Jordan team, let's say if his teammate was Scottie Pippen and all those good guys, do you think they okay. were still three-peat two times in a row? Or let's say yeah. if Michael Jordan was on any of LeBron's teams, would he win any more championships than LeBron did? Yeah, I think they're probably going to be equal. Yeah. Does it really make but a difference? I, I wanted to to point counterpoint your thing of you know the, the defense is so much better. Yeah, Michael Jordan scored more points per game than the LeBron has in his career. So yeah. I don't know that the defense was necessarily better. I just think MJ was significantly better than the rest of the competition. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and yeah, so, I think about like all those guys that you know Michael Jordan beat to you know to get all those championships compared to you know LeBron. Like who had LeBron had to beat? Yeah, yeah. Uh, he didn't have like that. Wait, big are we saying the same thing or are we saying the different thing? I, I'm not really saying anything. I'm just thinking out loud, really. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Because I, I think the competition that MJ had was significantly worse than the competition that LeBron James has faced over his career. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I think, uh, honestly, just overall, I still think Michael Jordan is a little bit better than LeBron. Just, just, yeah. I know you do. Just I saying that out loud. <laughs> 
So something that's also interesting when I when I was thinking about this is if Steph Curry played in the nineties, I think he would be a Danny Age sort of player. Boy, I don't know. Because he's so dependent on finding his rhythm, and they were allowed to do so much more physical contact with shooters back in the nineties that I don't know that he would have been able to find his stroke and his rhythm the way that he's he's able to sit back and shoot now. He's not a he's not a get in the paint sort of player. He he's a he's a shooter. He's a lethal shooter, but I don't think they would let him get comfortable and it would have been okay. In yeah, the 90s basketball. Yeah, so, like you know how I he think, runs around and those screens and everything. I mean, imagine yeah, him running around oh, screens yeah. in the 90s, just getting hit. No. And, you know, just oh yeah. yeah, he would get beat the heck up. Poor little Steph, <laughs> he's down on the ground. I mean, remember? Yeah, I remember Danny Ainge getting beaten up pretty good. Yeah, just uh, yeah, put Steph out there. Yeah, he'd he'd be out. So I think LeBron would survive better in the 90s than someone like Steph Curry. Just just based off of the style of play and, and physicality. LeBron's a big dude. Yeah. He was always a big dude. Even when he came in, I mean, he was a lot smaller, but he, he was still big. I wonder how LeBron would do just with the physical style of play in the 90s. You know, just people hitting him. And would he hit back, you know? Would he would he stand yeah. his ground? I don't know. Just because it seems, I feel like he just whines and cries so much right now. I just wonder how it would be if he was in the 90s. Totally different style of games and just just interesting to think about i think he's a product of the environment right you get better today's nba you you reap rewards you get rewarded when you whine and cry a lot the officials Mm -hmm. will eventually cave so i think that's just a learned behavior yeah i don't think he would have learned that in the 90s because it wouldn't have been rewarded so they would have moved on right yeah just a theory who knows yeah if we had a time machine we would do it Speaking of Michael Jordan, he just recently turned 60 years old. Happy birthday, Michael Jordan. <laughs> Part of his birthday celebration was a $10 million donation to Make-A-Wish, which I just think is really, really awesome. It's It's been the biggest one-time donation ever to the organization. Heck yeah. Uh, it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. <laughs> Do you know which celebrity has granted the most wishes for Make-A-Wish? Um... Just any celebrity? Well, not any celebrity. Uh, or any uh, NBA the, player. Uh, it's it's not an NBA player, so I, I see what you're saying now. No, any celebrity, but this person has granted the most wishes. He's been oh, – I gave it, it away. It's a guy now. He's given away <laughs> he's, – he's been participating in the – people have requested him. Yes, and he I know who granted, it is. Who is it? Who it is, is it? Uh, I Again, I suck at names, but I know it's that super famous wrestler for – you know, I, I can't even see him. I can't even see his name in my mind. <laughs> but I know. Oh boy. But I know who he is. Okay, so super <laughs> famous wrestler. I'm going to start naming some names here. Ready? <laughs> Hulk Hogan? No. The Ultimate Warrior? No. Who's the guy that says Dwayne he can't the see Rock me? Rock Johnson? Ah, you got it. John Cena. Yeah, John Cena. John he- Cena has granted more than 650 wishes since 2002. That's an average of 30 a year. So hats amazing. off to John Cena. That is really, really, really cool. Yeah, he's no an amazing guy. No one has granted more than 200 wishes. So he's tripled the most, the second place guy. Uh, so he is the MVP there for sure. Hall of Famer. Um, and I think that's really cool. And if you haven't seen his show on HBO Max... Uh, Peacemaker, I've I've heard fantastic things about it. He's got some comedy chops as well as action chops, so check it out. But John Cena is the Make-A-Wish champion. 
have you seen him in Trainwreck? I have, yeah. So hilarious, man. That was like his best acting ever. He's <laughs> just so funny in there. And then there was another movie he was in, I think it was called Blockers, where the parents are trying to stop their kids from having sex on prom oh, night. Oh, yeah. Something like that. Yeah. That was also he was pretty, really good in there. pretty funny. Yeah. Yeah, he puts himself in these weird situations that, you know, a guy of his stature would normally do, but it, it pays off really, really yep. well. Oh, well, first the first movie I remember seeing him in was uh, Fred. I don't even remember this. There was used to be this kid named Fred who used to be on YouTube with, like, the squeaky voice and everything. Well, he made the movie Fred, and John Cena was his dad in that movie, and Cena was amazing in it. It was pretty funny, so no one will probably remember that movie or watch it, but if you know what I'm talking about, then you're cool like me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Therefore, I am not cool based on that logic, and I'm okay with that. Man, you should just watch the first part of that movie. You'd be like, oh, my God, I can't believe Ronnie watched this. <laughs> <laughs> I showed it to my kids. They really liked it. Did they? Oh, yeah. All right. Okay, if you say so. You can show it to your kids. I think it might be appropriate enough for them. Maybe not. It's it's kind of borderline, but, I mean, it's Nickelodeon, you know? They're always kind of yeah, borderline yeah. inappropriate. I, you know... Let's talk about Nickelodeon for just a second. <laughs> okay. Because when I was a kid, and I think it was Nickelodeon, do you remember Red and Stimpy? Heck yes. Was that on Nickelodeon? Yeah, it was. Like late at night, though. That that show was insane. That is like I an know. acid trip. Right? And that was what people watched? Yeah. That's what you let your kids watch? My parents wouldn't let me watch. My parents are weird about TV sometimes. Oh, yeah. But I understand why. That show was insane. Oh, man. It's so dirty and raunchy and uh yeah, like I watch it now. I'm like, holy crap! Like, th- how were kids watching right? this? That and Beavis yeah. and Butthead was on too on MTV. So, I mean, well, Beavis and Butthead was obviously for. I mean, that was sort of the first of yeah, Simpsons, Family Guy, South Park sort of animation. Yeah, right. But that's why I am who I am, you know, because I right. grew up on that that's crap. Right. <laughs> so we just talked about Michael Jordan turning sixty. His former teammate Scottie Pippen who is 57 years old. He has an ex-wife. Her name is Larsa Pippen. She's 48. She's apparently on the show, The Real Housewives of Miami. All right. Irrelevant. The relationship here to Michael Jordan is that she, so Scottie Pippen's ex-wife, Larsa, is dating Michael Jordan's son, Marcus Jordan. Nice. Who is 32, which is just a weird sort of... It's just weird. I don't know how you feel about that, but so, this is something my wife actually told me. And I was just like, that just seems wrong and right. Absolutely. dirty and I don't, I don't like it at all. I mean, this has got to be Scottie Pippen's ex getting back at Scottie Pippen, right? Like there's th- – that's got to be the reason for that, right? I, I – yeah? I, I, I mean, why under, else would she under, go for – all the people in the world, yeah, right? Yeah, exactly. More famous teammates' son. <laughs> and, I mean, they so were married weird. for a long time as well. They, Scotty and um, Larsa got together. They got married in 1997, divorced in 2021. Yeah. So it's a, a fairly fresh divorce. They were together for, you know, 20-plus years. So she definitely probably met Michael Jordan because they were both on the Bulls during that 97 season. God, man. And maybe even met Marcus when he was a baby. I don't know how close she was to, to Michael Jordan's family afterwards, but that's just weird. All right. So let's put this in perspective, right? <laughs> You're going to hate me oh for boy. this. Let's so let's say, you know, we're older, like 10 years down the road and you and your wife get divorced and your wife 
dates well, hold on, my hold on, son. Hold on. Let's let's no 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 no. Let me stop you right there. Let's not do that hypothetical. <laughs> I I actually have an ex-wife, so let's do that. <laughs> okay, there you go. Yeah, Instead so... of divorcing my perfect, wonderful wife now, <laughs> let's 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 look back in the past at the 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 younger mistakes that I made. Yeah, that's a good one too. Yeah, like imagine your ex-wife dates my son. Like that would just be so weird. And she's just like so weird. Ah. Or let, yeah. let's say like my wife, you know, let's say, you know, me and her get divorced and like, or no, let's, so it would have to be cause you have daughters. So there let's say staff. we get divorced <laughs> and then I end up like dating your daughter somehow. You're, like your, I would, like, your daughter dates me. You. I know. Right. No, it, and that's, it's, it's this is actually happen. happening. Yeah. Scotty Pippen's ex is dating yeah. Michael Jordan's kid. That's so weird. It's insane. It's so weird. It doesn't make any sense to me and it just feels wrong. And then, you know, the age gap between them is uh, 16 years. I can't Jeez. imagine dating somebody 16 years either direction, older or younger than me. So right. like, what, are you, what are you supposed to talk about? What, what do you guys <laughs> have in common? You're at different stages in your life. So, Okay, so I'm guessing anyway, that Scottie Pippen's yeah, wife is kind of younger than him maybe. What is she, like 45? So, yeah, so Scottie Pippen is 57. His ex-wife is 48. Okay. And Marcus Jordan is 32. So there's yeah. the, the weird sort of... Uh, I would call it a love triangle, which is a what's happening now sort of uh, thing that makes you question yeah, that's, rich that's, people and that's their, really weird. what they're doing with their life. Interesting. Okay. Uh, yeah, I had no clue that was going on, so thank you for letting me know, yeah, I that's, guess. That's big news, guys. <laughs> that's why we didn't include it in the the fast news or the lightning news or whatever you call it, because <laughs> so we weird. wanted to really, really digest that one. <laughs> yeah. All right. What All else right, we so got? we... Uh, what else do I got? This is this is us not knowing how to. No, yeah, just get off that topic. Uh, I don't want to talk about it anymore. <laughs> Paolo Paolo Benchero is not pronounced Paolo Benchero. <laughs> it's Paolo Benchero. Yeah, Benchero. Yeah, Benchero. Benchero. So I'm watching the so, All Star Game and they're announcing his name and they're like Paolo Benchero. Yeah, I'm sorry, Paolo Benchero. I'm like, that's not yeah. right. It's pronounced Benchero. You, you and Jonathan know how to say his name. And, and we definitely <laughs> got it right, right? <laughs> yeah, we're idiots. Like, how do we... I mean, obviously, yeah. we don't hear I his mean, name much because we're not, like, he's not on our son's team. You're not and, a huge Magic fan? Right, yeah. We haven't been watching the Magic yeah. because they've been sucking this year, so we haven't watched many yeah. games. But wasn't he drafted, like, wasn't he one of the top draft picks? And didn't, He was the top draft Yeah, pick. didn't I hear his name correctly? So I think they were saying no, it wrong. I don't think... So. I mean, who knows? That's Adam Silver. It's very possible he said it wrong. But this is just add his add him to the list of names that we've butchered on our podcast. <laughs> yeah, I apologize, Paolo Bencaro. Like Mark, I will Cannon. still say your name wrong. Mark, is it Laurie Mark Cannon? Yeah, but it's Markinen. <laughs> Markinen. Okay, we've gotten that one right. Yep. We're, we're, we're writing our wrongs when we see them. Paolo Bencaro, Laurie Markinen. We apologize for killing your names, Pascal Siakam. Yeah, sorry. Ronnie, you nailed Dario Saric after initially calling him Dario Sarkukic, <laughs> I think during the uh, during the pre-show. So yeah, we're we're just we're not going to even try Giannis anymore. That was embarrassing. I listened yeah. to that part and I was like, oh, I should edit that out. Atente Kuampo. His name is Giannis. <laughs> Say it again. Atente Kuampo. Is that right? Yeah, it's it's close enough. I mean. It's close. The enough. announcer okay. that was announcing his name for the All Star Game was just saying it so fast you couldn't even tell if he was right or wrong. He was just like, "That's how you do it." Yep. You just say it with confidence, quickly, while you're like sneezing, and then everyone's like, "Oh, I think he's said it right." Yeah. I'm just gonna say, Giannis. Giannis. 
Worst name ever. <laughs> What's your son's name? His name is Jadis. <laughs> oh. Oh, okay. let's not call him that. Let's call him by his last name instead. <laughs> What's his last name? Atenteku <laughs> Wumpo. What the hell? Oh, did you? Bless you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's. I mean, his, his name is is not an American name. Yeah, and I have no problem. But yeah, Gianus would be a terrible name. Yep, I would just call him Anus. What is the worst? What is the worst basketball name that you've heard? Oh, there's a really good is one there... right now. It's has. <laughs> I can't even look it up, but there is a really good one in there right now. I don't even know. I'm gonna, I'm gonna. That is the worst answer I've ever <laughs> I heard. It's a really good one. I don't even know. Tell you what, my favorite what football name is that I remember is uh, Clinton Dix. <laughs> ha ha, Clinton Dix. Yep. I believe his his official name. Exactly, best name ever. I'm gonna, I just did a quick Google search of worst NBA names ever, and it came up with a list. I haven't even heard of. <laughs> I haven't even heard of most of these guys, but I do think it's funny that Magic Johnson's on the list. <laughs> like, how does that make sense? It's I mean, not, yeah, it, uh, he has whatever, a Magic Johnson. That's why. So, oh, okay. Uh, I found the player. Deontay Christmas. Oh, that's, a, that's good a good one. No, this this guy's last name his okay. It just has his initial D. His last name is Kakak. He plays for D Detroit. Kukok? Yep, D Kakak, my okay. favorite player right now in the NBA. Power forward for yeah. Detroit. I actually found the one that I think I'm going to use as my official answer because it's a player we all know, but his name is just weird and it doesn't make any sense. Meta World Peace. Yeah. I never, I don't Does that count? That's, I hate his name. Every, I don't, yeah. Why would you change it? He had a decent name. But yeah, Meta what World Peace. What was his name? Wasn't it Ron Harper? Was it Ron Artest? Ron Artest, that's right. Yeah, there we go. Okay. I get those Rons mixed up. So, speaking of Ron Artest, I can't speak about him without bringing up Malice at the Palace, which is the the giant fight that that broke out during a Pacers mm-hmm. Pistons game many many moons ago. I was I was thinking because the the big football game was played recently, and everyone always remembers Nipplegate and you know the 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 chaos that, that caused. Is the Malice at the Palace the NBA's Nipplegate? Is that like the worst event, like the worst thing that could have happened? And I don't think Nipplegate was that bad because it was halftime. It wasn't like in-game issues. But is that like the worst look for the NBA? Is there something that happened that was worse than that? I think that was the worst. I don't think anything could really top that. Are you? Do you have something else in mind though? Did something top it? I. The only other thing I could think of was when Fergie sang the national anthem at an all-star <laughs> game a couple of years ago, which you haven't watched that. No. Uh, it, Fergalicious rendition of the national anthem <laughs> is absolutely terrible. And like even the players are laughing as she's trying to I don't know what the heck she was trying to do, but it's terrible. Okay. That that I thought maybe that would be one of them, but that was more just that person that got I don't think the NBA took a lot of flack for that where, you know, the NFL took a lot of flack for the Janet Jackson thing. Yeah, you're you're reminding me of uh when Roseanne Arnold sung the national anthem in baseball though, but yeah. yeah, yeah. That was like a worse. That was a bad look for her, but that was a bad look for her. But the MLB didn't catch a lot of flack for that, so yeah. it's it's weird how that works. That you know, Janet Jackson got a lot of crap for that, but the NFL did too. They got fined, and mm-hmm. it was a whole it was a whole big deal. But well, they aired I think it. They aired it. Yeah, they could have but put it on thinking, a pause. Sorry, go ahead. No, no, that's fine. I was thinking they could put it on a tape delay. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking, what is the worst? So that that's sort of a a scandal 
is it not necessarily the right word? What's the worst NBA scandal that you can think of? Uh, that Phoenix Suns deal where, where you lost the playoffs because the referees were in on the the they they the referees are betting on the games for the Spurs to yeah, win. Yeah, that's the one that I came up with too. The, yeah. the sports betting that was it. Uh, Tim Donahue, the referee. Yep, Donahue that was betting on sports. Donahue, 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 Donahue. Okay, I don't know somebody that dude. Yeah, that that to me is probably the worst. That's the equivalent scandal to to Nibblegate. I think so. I think that's the closest because it wasn't directly. Well, no, because the NBA controls the player, the the officials too. Well, so yeah, I, don't know. I think that, that was so out of those two, you know, the Detroit game, you know, the the brawl in the stands, or the referees being, you know, being in on yeah. the game, you know, fixing the games, pretty much. What do you think is worse? That's a tough question because they both did so much damage in different ways. Right. I think I oh I gosh, think the like referee every time one I start is to answer that. I do too. But when you show fans getting punched by <laughs> players, know, right? how does it's like that's not that bad comparatively. I mean, at least no yeah. one physically that I know of got hurt from the the referee thing, but you know geez, what? I would say the referee thing because it damages the integrity of the game. Yes. And it makes it like now you have all the jokes about the MAs being fixed. Well, because it literally was fixed for a while. Yeah. I think you could look at it both ways where, you know, both are equally bad where, like, physically, it's the Detroit game, obviously, right? Because it's just like for sure. yeah. people were physically being hurt. <laughs> yeah. Where, you know, the other yeah. way, you know, with the referees, that's, like, mentally hurting us. That's mentally hurting the NBA. Now you see the games are being fixed and you're like, what's the point of watching these games? They already yeah. know who's going to win and it's just dumb. Why are we watching? You know, so... Yeah, it kind of hurt both ways. All right, now that's just all I thought. What was what was the Nipplegate equivalent in the NBA? And yeah, I would say either of those probably qualify as a as a nipple. Well, I want to talk about something that I I sent you this text a little earlier. The Suns owner Robert Sarver giving the yeah. so basically he got his billions of dollars right for selling the Suns and everything. On his way out, he started giving checks for $20,000 to some of the employees that, that work for the Suns. So it started to make me think of like all of all these stories that, you know, Sarver, that you heard about Sarver with, you know, all the crap that he was doing. Do you remember that story I told you where he depants an employee in front of everybody? Depants some employee for some so, reason, yeah. Yeah, so let's say if, you're, if your boss depants you in front of everybody and you're embarrassed, you know, the whole entire <laughs> time, you know, like yeah. 10 years later, he gets fired kind of in a way he ha- he's forced to sell his company and then he gets like just stupid rich off of it and on his way out he gives you a twenty thousand dollar check and says hey hope we're cool now hey, <laughs> Which, sorry i pulled down your pants <laughs> right sorry your nickname was you know little peepee for a little while but uh hope this makes yeah. up for it would would you be would that fix everything because I think it would fix it for me. I'd be like, okay, you're not so bad. After I knew all. what you were gonna say. <laughs> so I think there's two two ways to think about it. If my boss came up to me and said, "Hey, if I pull down your pants in front of everybody, um, and I'll give you twenty thousand dollars, is that cool?" I'd be like, "Heck yeah, that's cool. Let's right. do it." Yeah. Versus me just standing there and he unexpectedly pulls down my pants because, like. Just having that mental preparation and knowing, yeah. okay, he's going to pull down my pants. I'm going to get 20K. Cool, 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 cool. But just suddenly, what the heck? You pulled down my pants. And then 10 years later, getting 20K. Right. That's where I think, like, I still, I'd be like, I appreciate you giving me this money, but you're still a dick. <laughs> right. Exactly. 
And so I don't does, think it makes it better per se. Do you think but. he's handing it over to like everyone that was black in the company because you know he he called Chris <laughs> Paul the N word and everything? Yeah, exactly. You know, so he called Chris Paul the N word. Yeah, that was oh it was documented where, where Chris Paul admitted. You know, he was like, yeah, he he said it to me once, or maybe he didn't call Chris Paul it, but he said it around him for sure. I know that for sure. I'm Holy pretty sure smokes. I read something where he openly called him that, but that's probably the reason why he's not that with is, the Suns anymore. That is absolutely crazy. Right. Like, I can't even understand that. Is Was there, um, was there sexual harassment <laughs> allegations too? Like, do you, yeah, do you think yeah, he gave it was. out to all yeah. the women that work there? Twenty. Here's, no, here's $20,000. I, I don't think you could because then it would basically be admitting it and you'd be open to a lawsuit. So I think he was giving it – he probably was giving it to a, a, a list of people that, he, like you said, that he worked with and whether or not he ever did anything to that person or not. Yeah. Would be my guess. Because if you did it as an apology, I think you're opening yourself up to a civil lawsuit for like, see, he admitted it. This was guilt money that he paid me because he depants me at mm-hmm. the Christmas party and everyone saw my, I don't know. I like to call it Deanie. My, my, <laughs> my uh, I was going to say Power Ranger underwear, <laughs> but so, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't think so. I don't think the people would be like, hey, yeah, thank you. Okay. I mean, sure, they'd say thank you, but it doesn't make it right. <laughs> right. It doesn't make me feel better about it. Another way I was looking at it was, imagine you're an employee there, and he's giving all these $20,000 checks, and he walks up to you, and he's like, hey, Jonathan. And he walks past you and gives it to like other people. Like, what if yeah. you get skipped on the $20,000? Like, <laughs> you're like, dude, why couldn't have you depanced me or like... Called me yeah. a whore or whatever he said. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> oh man, that would just piss me off. That's the so equivalent bad. of when you're like in middle school and you're trying so desperately to be cool because middle school is such an awkward phase. Yeah, and that person's going around giving out invitations to their party, and they just walk right by you, mm-hmm. and you just die a little bit inside. Yeah, man, yeah. this guy. So he he bought the team for a record four hundred one million from Colangelo, right? And then he sold. Uh, he sold the company for $2.28 billion. That's a decent profit right there. That's, that's insane. That's ridiculous. So, yeah, I mean, he has some money to blow. So that's obviously why but he's giving out $20,000. To, to the credit checks. of the new owner, like, what, first week on the job, he, he pulls the trigger on the Kevin Durant trade. Heck, so. yeah. God, I hope you do good with him. March 1st, baby. What, Come on, Durant. What do, you, what do you think? I haven't seen what he looks like, the new owner. But do you picture him in a certain way in your head? I picture him as an Asian guy. <laughs> Why is that? I don't know. Just his name. It's kind of oh, okay. like, I think it's because <laughs> it reminds you of like it's Toshiba. Like something. Right? It's, it's Ishbia. Okay. So in my head, without knowing his last name, I picture him as the Kingpin from Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> Just like this big guy that's always smoking cigars. Yeah, and they're right. like, sir. Sir, they won't take three first round picks. They want four. And he's just like, make it happen. <laughs> like, I think you're laughs. confusing him for the Cardinals owner. The one guy that uh, he checked himself in. Oh, a... you're talking about uh, the called G- Cardinals GM. Yeah. yeah. Yes. That's fair. Put the uh, Steve Kime, the old yeah, Cardinals GM, Steve Kime, yep. with a cigar. Well, he's still the GM, pictured... but he just checked himself no, in no, a like, health re- no, rehabilitation. He's, and... he's not the GM. He anymore. won't be. He's been fired. Did they he, fire him? 100%. A hundred percent. Okay. He didn't get fired. They came to a mutual agreement that he will leave his job. Oh, man. We're getting way off track. When did this happen, though? This happened, like, right after the season ended. No. They already hired a new GM? They... 
okay, I'm, we're going to have to table that. We'll talk it after the podcast. But I'm pretty sure that he's still with the company, but he just... Uh, uh, okay, so what's, what's, the, what's the bet we're making, Ronnie? I will bet you... I will bet you 100 pennies that he is oh, still part of the company. It's a big deal, guys. 100 pennies. <laughs> Dude, I, I, I sure I'll take the bet because I'm right. Uh, anywho, yes, so we're getting off we're getting off track there, but that's what I picture he looks like: Steve Kime with a cigar, only like twice his size because you know the kingpin was a big big dude, and just pulling the trigger on these trades, getting rid of Jay Crowder, getting rid of anybody he you know that fans might care about mm-hmm. just to get Kevin Durant, and now he's just gonna sit back and if he doesn't get a championship, everybody's gonna get fired. <laughs> Yeah, he's I, he's an I amazing owner, I think, already. Because remember how tight Sarver was with his money, and you know, just yeah. what going over the luxury tax and everything, so he wouldn't do it. But now this guy, Matt Ishbia, he he's did it. You know, he's just like spend away, go ahead, he's doing it. He he gave yeah. um James Jones a green light to just do whatever he wants to do, pretty much. You know, so I love this owner so far. So far, it's it's nice to see it's refreshing coming from cheap owners. Yeah. And he owns a Mercury too, so, so let's see what he does there. You know, yes. you, I think a punishment oh for Sarver should be to yeah. own the Mercury and to be forced to be like front row in every Mercury game. <laughs> oh, <that's> so mean. <laughs> Why are you so mean, Ronnie? I'm just saying, like, that would be a good punishment, no. right? Why you sell no, that? No, because team? he's a terrible person that screamed horrible obscenities at people. So do you think? Yeah, do you think the Mercury want him there? Yeah, think of all the like the sexual harassment allegations, and then like all the WNBA players could like yell some crappy crap at him, you know, on the court, you know. All right, <laughs> I don't agree with. It that. just would have been a really good punishment. In short, I think. the WNBA players could take it, and they could they, they could, could dish it back it. to him too, right in the middle of the game too. They, they could trash talk, yeah. So NBA games are restarting today, February 23rd. Any matchups that tickled your fancy? Man, honestly, I haven't even looked at any matchups. Noah, do you, do you see any that you're looking forward to? There was the Grizzlies and the 76ers. They That game just ended, actually. The 76ers won. Right. I was excited about that game. I'm going to go back and rewatch it. Okay. Uh, ended up being 110 to 105. So that was a pretty close game. The Mavericks put up 142 points tonight. I just pulled up that score. Yeah, against the Spurs, though. 116, 142. Wow. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You, It's hard to score 142 points in this league, period. Oh, actually, so there was one other thing that I totally forgot to bring up. So you know the coach uh, for the, the Hawks? Did you see he got fired? Yes. Yes, I meant to bring that up, too. Look at yeah. this. Look at this, Ronnie. Yeah, I know. Look at this weird connection so, going. Yeah. yeah, he was the one that was threatening in earlier in the year. Like, mm-hmm. I just want to quit. I just want to retire. Well, they re- they 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 fired him. Yeah, and yeah, I mean, I what's, go ahead. What's weird to me on that is why did they wait till the end of All Star Week to do that? Yeah, that was kind of weird. They waited to the end. I think the owner was just you know we kind of I I saw his little press conference that he was getting. He was just be like. Uh, we have a really good team. I think the coaches are doing a good enough job, and it showed in the stats too. Like the every the last three years he was a coach for, the wins kept declining big time. And so obviously yeah. you're not doing anything good with the team. So yeah, let's get a new coach in there and see if they could change it up and 
get some wins back. Sure. No, I'm not disagreeing but, that, that he should have been fired, but I just thought the timing was sort of weird. It's yeah. It's just like in the NFL, right? They always fire coaches. If they're going to fire him in the middle of the year, typically they do it right yeah. Right as their bye week starts. I see. So yeah. the new coach has some extra time to kind of get, get his feet wet, get acclimated to what's going on before they have a game. I feel like they should have done the same thing here. Mm-hmm. That but makes sense, yeah. So, but Hawks. you're smarter than the owner. Maybe he yes, was just you. teetering on the idea. Like he didn't know if he was going to fire him or not. But he ended up doing it, and yeah, it was bad timing. I agree. It could have been better, but I, I'm i actually excited. It's a good time to fire a head coach, but yeah. I, I do feel like you had a, a better opportunity there. But yeah, I'm excited to see how that changes things. Mm-hmm. And yeah, they have these so two point you, guards, right? Then you know, with Trey Young and uh, what's yeah. his name? The other point guard? Which point guard? DeJounte Murray. Yeah, that's right, DeJounte. I don't think that was a good move, but I mean, it doesn't seem so, like it's working out. But maybe with a new coach, maybe they could make this work better. I saw an interesting headline about DeJounte Murray and I read it as, you know, him and Kawhi Leonard were both on the Spurs at the same time. And the advice that Kawhi gave to DeJounte Murray was get really, really good at defense, especially because, you know, Popovich is a defensive guy. Mm -hmm. Defense will get you on the court. And when you're on the court, because you play good defense, they have that you end up playing some offense too, and, and that, if that's where you want to make your mark, yep. you got to first get good at defense. So I thought that was really, really cool kind of mentoring from from Kawhi Leonard. Yeah, and it definitely worked, right? Because he got on the court, and then once he was on the court, his offense kind of kind of did the speaking for him. But boy, I think that's really good advice for young players too. You know, I mean, if you because there's so many good offensive players out there, but there's not many good yeah, defenders. So if you want to get yourself noticed, play better defense. Stop the other player from scoring. Yeah, no, I, I thought that was really good advice as well. And, and it even kind of shows in, in Kawhi Leonard's game, right? He's not mm-hmm. a fantastic defender, but he's definitely above average. Yeah. And, you know, hey, that gets you on the court. Now you can start scoring buckets and, and that's going to keep you on the court. So Yep. Yeah, I'm looking at the games now too. I, I don't see... So I'm looking at the Thunder versus Suns. That's the one that sticks out of my mind, of course, naturally. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Chris Paul has been stepping up with his assists. Last game, I think he had like 16 assists. So, yeah, he's he's not shooting well, but he's passing really well. And I just can't wait for for uh, Durant to get into there, get into the mix. Yeah, no, it's the NBA All Star break is over. That means we are well past the halfway point in the season. Um, Ronnie, I have an idea for next week. If okay. you if you'll if you'll humor me, yeah. Let's let's dust off our predictions for the the season that we made before the season started, and let's see let's see how on track we are. Yes, I was thinking that actually too. I'm glad you brought that up. Excellent. Look at this, man. We are in sync yeah, tonight. That's amazing. That never happens. <laughs> that never happens yeah, at all. Usually, yeah. usually we're in Backstreet Boys. Did you get that one? In sync, Backstreet Boys. I did, I did but I refuse <laughs> to acknowledge it. <laughs> I'm proud of you, Ronnie. That was pretty good. (laughs) (laughs) But that is going to do it for us tonight. Thank you guys for listening. And we will see you next time. Yep. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys.